Hello, my name is Anthony Quinn. This is a different podcast. This podcast is called Food Addict. This is a comedy podcast about my life and my struggles with food addiction. This is not a 12-step podcast, but, um, you know, I do know a lot about that kind of stuff. I am not selling anything. Although, if you want to send me money, feel free. <laughs> ah, I need plenty of money. Everybody needs money. Um, what this is about is, um, it's about, you know, it's about addiction, but it's also about everyday life. Um, it's about the struggles we all have with food in general. Um, you don't have to be a food addict to struggle from a lot, of, to suffer from a lot of the things I suffer with every day. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm going to have comedian friends on. I'm going to have people that have nothing to do with food addiction. But for the most part, I'm going to try to have people on that have some kind of connection. I'm going to have people on that are not comedians that just identify with the food addiction. Um, if you don't think food is a drug, you're an idiot. Um, try to watch that. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, back up off that. Okay, all right. Maybe you're not an idiot. You're uninformed, okay? Jesus, I drank a lot of coffee today. <laughs> Watch Supersize Me. And, you know, try to understand that. Um, it's known now that the, um, the uh, cheese has a similar casing in your brain like opiates have. So it kind of affects your brain. You want cheese similar to how you want opiates. So I don't think it's quite as bad, but it's there. It's something. So when you realize that <clears throat> when you eat chocolate and you like it, it's actually hitting your, your, your sensors. There's dopamine that it's, it's really getting you high. On a very, you know, on some level you're getting high from the chocolate. So if you're a food addict... You get high from food. And it's very strange to say. And it took me a long time to realize it. But, um, you know, addiction is about powerlessness and unmanageability. And my life is extremely unmanageable. I'm a stand-up comedian. And, you know, I talk about this stuff. I have stuff in my act about my food addiction. And people love the food addiction stuff. They like it. They laugh at it. But I mean, if I talk about it all the time, don't you think I'd be able to get over it? But that's what it is. It's an everyday thing. We have good days, bad days, good months, good years we have. I have years where I'm thin. I have years, but then I obsess about that. I have years, yes, actually, I've had times in my life where I obsess about the gym. Stop fat shaming me. <laughs> For those of you who are too surprised, you're fat shaming me right now, just so you know. Um, this is actually unique. I haven't done a, a, a solo podcast yet. This is the first solo one. Um, I don't have anything written down. There's no notes because I don't really need any notes to talk about this stuff. Um, you know, I actually have night terrors in the middle of the night. If I eat past 10, I have night terrors and I know this and I eat past 10 every fucking night. I can't help myself. There's locks on my fridge. There's locks on my cabinet. You know, um, I don't have to write this shit. <laughs> I'm living it, man. 
Um, I've eaten my kids' candy. I've had times where they wake up, where's my candy? And I had to tell them I ate it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny now, kind of. But at the time, they were pissed off. They were little kids pissed off that their dad ate their candy while they were sleeping. You know, so you may think I'm a terrible person for that. But I went out and got them other candy. <laughs> they just had to wait for a little while. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, really, it's not about what anybody else thinks. When you're dealing with these things, it has to be for you. You know, I've learned that about a lot of things, comedy, everything. You have to do it for you. You have to do things for the right reason. So, so if you want to learn about food addiction, if you want to hear about food addiction, you can listen to this podcast and you can subscribe to it. Whatever it's on, you can search it out. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on everything. You just search it out and you subscribe and you tell everybody about it. Because Anthony Quinn is here with his unbelievable life experience. (laughs) And one thing about food that I never realized until I actually started thinking about it was that I struggled with food my whole life. And when I say struggled with it, um, when I was a little kid, it's not that I struggled with it, but I ate inappropriately, you know, um... I used to obsess over things that other people didn't obsess about. You know, I would go get these gummy bears. They were 25 cents a pack. And all I thought was, how many can I get because they go so quick? But every other kid only bought one pack of gummy bears. And I bought eight. Because for $2, I could get full eight, eight packs. And, you know, I know everything about candy. I know everything about um, any kind of food. I know a lot about food. Um, and these particular gummy bears, they stopped making them the right way. They, they put a sugar coating on them, and I don't like them anymore. So, hey, that's good. I'm glad I don't like them anymore. But when I was a kid, that's what, my point is that I obsessed about it. And, you know, kids obsess about stuff. You're a kid. But when you start being an adult and you see the same behaviors, that's what addiction's about, behaviors, you know, we all have character defects, whether you want to admit it or not. We have character defects. And your character defects don't go away. You have to treat them. Otherwise, you go crazy and act like an idiot, like I do sometimes. <laughs> and then you got to fucking apologize to people and have people hate you and stuff. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth it, man. You know, on a serious note, um, you know... We all know life is too short, man. And uh, if you can honestly say to yourself that you're uninformed about nutrition these days, you know, that you're just uninformed and you don't know about things, I don't, you know, I think you're in major denial. I don't think anybody, if you see everything saying non-GMO, why are you eating stuff that that's, doesn't say non-GMO? I mean, why are you why why is there a chance that you're going to eat something that doesn't say that? You know? It, it, I don't it just doesn't make sense to me like people buying cheap shampoos, people buying cheap stuff that they you put that on your body, it leaches into your system. You know? So we just have to again, this isn't a self-help podcast, but we have to start thinking about those sort of things because <clears throat> once you start feeding your body what it needs and you start feeling better, and then, I'll tell you, man, even the jokes get better. 
I know there's a lot of people that want me to start eating a lot better. <laughs> they're waiting for them. They're waiting for them good jokes to come out. Um, but no, I mean that's what it is. It's contagious. When you're doing well, you're doing good things. Everybody wants a piece, man. You know, um, it's the other way around too. Sometimes you know you can be toxic and you can attract attention too. But trust me, it's the wrong kind of attention. And it's a downward spiral. There's no downward spirals going on with Anthony Quinn anymore. We're done with downward spirals. Once I became a dad, once I, be, you know, you know, once you become a dad, and once you you get to a point in your life where you just want to be part of your own solution, you know. And there we go. There's some more like twelve step talk and stuff. But the shit works, man. You know, regardless of what book it what book it's in, you know, if it works, it works. Um. Being a comedian, going on stage every day, every night, that's another thing. Once I go back, once we start going to Mike's shows, some shows they buy me dinner to perform. So now I got to go say, if I go on my food plan, I got to go say, nah, man, that's cool. Thanks, though. <laughs> or I could just take it home. I just I usually just take it home and give it to my girl or one of the kids or something. Um, but I don't know. And that's the thing. Is it going to make it home? Realistically, it's probably not. I'll probably eat it in the car. I've done things to hide food, take food out of places, not steal it, but, well, that's so. <laughs> but, but like, just, just like, you know, very strange things with food. Very strange things with food. And that's, you know, once you start talking about these things, you start finding out, like, holy shit, you know? These people eat out of the garbage. I, I went to OA meetings and I was talking to like old ladies that say they eat out of the garbage. Their garbage. Like they eat other people's food when they leave their house that they didn't eat out of the garbage. You know? I mean, it's not like a dumpster, but it's still, that's an obsession, man. That's a compulsion. And I would definitely do it. <laughs> I used to work at a, a country club, you know, and there would be people, they were just, it was five-star fucking food, five-star food, and, you know, people would be there with their dates, these, like, these playboy, millionaire people, <laughs> and they would be there with their dates, and they'd be very attractive women, and, uh, it had these awesome, awesome meals. And like if it was a rack of lamb, right? If it was a rack of lamb and they didn't, they hardly ate anything. They would eat bite. They would take a bite out of one of the racks. And I think there was four or six of them, six of them, maybe four. And I would eat the other three. I wouldn't eat the one that she bit, but I would eat the other three. I'm not going to throw it out. I would eat them. And people thought that was ludicrous. You're going to eat off someone else's plate. But the chick was very attractive. Like if she said to me, I want to have miscellaneous, unprotected sex with you right now, I would have said absolutely yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to eat her food. <laughs> now that's a very strange way to look at it, but that's, you know, that's, that's part of it. That's part of rationalization, rationalizing, you know. Um, I didn't do a lot of that, but I did it. If I knew something was really good that I couldn't get, like rack of lamb was one of those things that the chefs really couldn't give me much of, you know? Like if I said, I want rack of lamb, they'd be like, eh, you know? I never really asked them because I know it's expensive and it's hard to, the kind of rack of lamb they had was unbelievable at this place. Everything was just 
I've never had food, monkfish, all this kind of stuff. Just, I learned so much about food. And I mean, it's good in a way because I learned about good food, you know. Um, but <clears throat> I love all food. I love fast food. I love candy. Um, and that's what you start to realize. What I start to realize is when I eat a lot of fast food, it's like I just want to eat fast food. And then I stop and I eat organic food and, and fruits and vegetables. And literally in a day or two, I start thinking different and feeling better. But I'm talking about eating clean, like just beans with some sauce and veggies, no car, very low carbs. So I don't know, you know, and some people just won't do that. And I'm tired of it too, man. I'm tired of torturing myself, torturing myself dieting and all this other stuff for years. There's been times when I lose 90 pounds. I'm thinish, you know. I get down by 200 pounds, down by like, you know, 180. If I can get to 180, holy shit, I look like, you know. But then what? Then there's another problem. And then I'm partying. At that point, I'm off to the races. I'm wanting to eat whatever I can get my, my hands on. And then you start gaining it back and then you wind up gaining more weight than you lost. So <clears throat> I'm trying to regulate my weight. I'm trying to regulate my life. I'm trying to keep food in its proper place. <clears throat> and what they teach, I was a drug counselor and um, you know, addictions are pretty much addictions. Um, and what we try to teach is you got to give it a way to keep it, okay? So sometimes just talking and even thinking like, Maybe no one will even hear this podcast. And maybe no one will ever get any help from it. But maybe somebody will. Maybe somebody a year or two from now will hear it and get some help from it. And know that they suffer from these things and they're not alone. And you know what? That's good enough for me. You know, uh, I don't want to get too sentimental here. I'm, a, I'm not that great of a person. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I think it's the people that think they're the great people that you got to watch out for, man. You know, the people that, like, I'm somebody, I wouldn't live under a bridge unless it was a nice bridge. <laughs> I'd have to check it. I, there'd have to be some kind of accommodations if I was going to live under a bridge. Some people would just live under the bridge. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, we're living in a very strange time now. Like, what's good? What's bad? But let me tell you, if there was ever a time to start feeding your body with what you needed, what you actually need to be healthy, I don't think there's ever been a better time. The resources that are available, I could buy, I buy organic food at Aldi for like next to nothing. There's organic shit at the dollar store. There's, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I really don't see an excuse for anybody to not be eating healthy unless you suffer. Unless you're suffering. And some people say it's laziness. And this is another misconception. Something that drives me crazy. Most people you know are not fucking lazy. If you see somebody and you think they're lazy because they don't want to leave their house, they're fucking sick. They're not lazy. They need help. They don't know what to do. You know? Um... I think, you know, if you see somebody who doesn't want to leave the house, who is lazy, look at them. Are they smiling? Are they talking to people online, smiling? They have a girlfriend online? Then that's fine. 
But if they're not doing anything and sleeping all the time and in a bad mood, then come on, man. Something's up. So open your eyes and look for the signs. That's what we have to do, man. Anything that happens to me in my life, especially bad stuff, I look back on it and I think, what were the signs? And you know, let me tell you, that can be fucking painful, man. That can be painful because you're looking back and you're seeing what you missed. But if you don't go through that pain, it's going to happen again. And when do you want it to stop? When are you going to be done? When do you want to stop rebuilding everything? That's what I'm done with in my life. I'm done fucking rebuilding everything. I've rebuilt things so many times. Now I am just Anthony Quinn. You know, there's there's no rebuilding anything, man. I'm just living my life every day. And that's it. One day at a time. That's cliche to say. You say one day at a time to people and they, their mind phases right out. It's very cliche. Ugh. But how else are you going to live? How else are you going to get everything you need to get out of every moment? It should be one hour. It should be an hour. One hour at a time. Five minutes at a time. But we have to be realistic. This is the tri-state fucking area. You know, you have to have a plan. And that's it. People can use anything. You can say, you told me one day at a time. Why I? It threw me off. You know, anything can throw you off. Anything You can blame anything. Anything throws me off. So be fucking realistic with yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. And hopefully I can make some people laugh too. <laughs> I can just yell at people too. I like yelling at people. But I'm going to have other comedians on here. I'm going to have funny people. Chris Gassler is one of the guys who's interested. Yes. He's going to be on here, Chris Gassler. So there we go. I gave you a little a little taste, a little nugget, a little a little morsel, okay? You're going to have some Chris Gassler. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm sure, man, you know, that's the thing when you're dealing with these types of things. All comedians are going to be able to identify with it in some way because it's about, you know, it's about inside pain. You know, it's about moving on with your life. What do you want? I think a lot of people that do comedy um, are looking for that approval. They're looking for that, you know, I think it's one thing to want it and it's another thing to look for it. That's what I'm learning anyway. Like, I'm not necessarily looking for the approval now, but I want it. I like it. It's nice to know that I can get it. But I'm not going somewhere. I'm trying not to go somewhere needing anybody's approval. Because that's a slippery slope with everything, man. People will ride you like a fucking bull, man. You start telling people you're dieting, you're eating different. All of a sudden you start losing weight. You see how people treat you. It's even worse. It's even worse than being fat is losing weight than from being fat. Because then people are looking at you, and I swear to you, I'm not, I'm not shitting, I'm not, I'm not messing around here. They're looking at you, thinking, how long you think it's gonna be before they gain it back? They're thinking this. I know they are. I've had people admit it to me. And this isn't, I'm not. This isn't Dateline. I'm not interviewing people. I'm not trying to to get it out of people. Somebody just casually mentioned something in a way, and I got the gist of what they were thinking. I'm not paranoid. I, you know, whatever, man. 
But people will squash your dreams, man. If you if you if I lost 80 pounds and started, you know, got anywhere in comedy that made somebody jealous, oh my god, people would lose their mind. And they're gonna. <laughs> oh my god. Bottom line is, man, you have to, it's all about you. So I am done with this solo monologue thing. <laughs> this is a special occasion intro. I may do a solo one here and there, but I really like having people on, and I'm sure you agree. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you agree so much. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I have had a lot of support for my other podcast, uh, Quinspiracy. If you're hearing this and you haven't subscribed, subscribe to that. Subscribe to this. I do a podcast with Jesse Montez called Comedy Shakedown. Yes. Absolutely. So subscribe to that as well. And do all this. Your your fingers are going to be very busy hurting from subscribing to all this stuff. Um, so, you know, and as always, if anybody has any feedback for me, don't, they don't like this. They think I should stop it. They think I should, you know, end it all. Please DM me. Please. I beg you. I beg you any kind of criticism. I, I entertain it. I love it. I will, you know, I will eat an Italian combo and cry and read it before I go to sleep every night. Okay, people. My name is Anthony Quinn. This has been my new podcast called Food Addict. Thank you. Thank you.